a reading from the prophet Isaiah in Isaiah chapter 7. You know, Old Testament prophecy is as much forth-telling as it is foretelling. And here in this particular text, we have a young king, Ahaz. He is facing a military and political threat. And as many of us do, when we come into a time of crisis, he was relying on his own insight and his own power and not very much open to what God might do. And yet the prophet Isaiah is kind of pushing back against Ahaz and inviting him to let God be a part of what God, God's solution is. In this particular text, we see some foretelling, but we see some foretelling, a prediction of the birth of a son. More than likely, it might have been Ahaz's future son, the king Hezekiah. But in this text, as we read it as Christians, we look back and we see how the Christ child is very visible in this text. Verse 10, again, the Lord spoke to Ahaz, ask the Lord your God for a sign, whether in the deepest depths or in the highest heights. But Ahaz said, I will not ask. I will not put the Lord to the test. Then Isaiah said, hear now, you house of David. Is it not enough to try the patience of men? Will you try the patience of my God also? Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son, and you will call him Emmanuel. That means God with us. He will eat curds and honey when he knows enough to reject the wrong and choose the right. But before the boy knows enough to reject the wrong and choose the right, the land of the two kings that you dread will be laid waste. The Lord will bring on you and on your people and on the house of your father a time unlike any since Ephraim broke away from Judah. He will bring the king of Assyria. And then a reading from Psalm 80. Hear us, O shepherd of Israel, you who lead Joseph like a flock, you who sit enthroned between the cherubim, shine forth before Ephraim, Benjamin, and Manasseh. Awake, awaken your might, come and save us. Restore us, O God, make your face shine upon us that we may be saved. Restore us, O God Almighty, Make your face shine upon us that we may be saved. Sisters and brothers in Christ, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. "'Twas the night before Christmas, and all over the earth, a spark of peace flickers, a sense of new birth. Could the hope of the season really come true, that love would increase all the world through? I had just settled down, drifting into a dream. Visions were flowing, a wonderful stream. A canvas of faces, black, yellow, brown, white, men, women, and children all come into sight. A symphony of languages creating a song, 
that sounds like the voice of an angelic throng. The image unfolds, the dream now seems clear. What once seemed elusive appears to draw near. Brothers and sisters walk hand in hand, no walls to divide, no hate in the land. Faces are seen, no prejudices hide, the precious creation that God placed inside. The color of skin does not frighten or blind, all see the beauty of heart, soul, and mind. No child fears abuse by night or by day. Instead, they move freely in streets as they play. Families grow stronger, forgiveness abounds. Kind words soon outweigh the cruel, harmful sounds. People see needs of those far and near, sharing and giving and spreading good cheer. Religion no longer is used as a frame to justify personal power or fame. The sounds and the anguish of bombs fade away, like snow that soon melts on a bright, sunny day. And then, all at once, I stirred in my bed. Glimmers of joy and hope filled my head. I sat up reflecting and hear a voice call. Could there be peace on earth now for all? How can this be, I quickly replied, for hate and distrust push all peace aside. Then suddenly, through tears, I clearly see, for the dream to come true, it must start with me.
God is with us even now. His love is here. Come and worship, worship Christ, the newborn King. God is with us even now. His love is here. His love is here. crazy Christmas season. You know, we've got sleigh bells on the radio, shopping, the malls, sleigh bells on the radio, kids cramming stuff, sugar everywhere, cookies, fun stuff, sleigh ride on the radio. Are you tired of that song yet? I've heard it everywhere. You know, when I'm thinking about what I have to do for Christmas, Sometimes I get so caught up in what's going on that I have to think about calming the kids down. Once again, all that sleigh ride and sugar. You know, sometimes I even tell them that their presence may be contingent on if they're good or bad. Come on, tell me. You haven't sung. He's making a list. He's checking it twice. Really? You know, that, that had to be written by some desperate parent somewhere. Well, the other day, I was that desperate parent. I was with my kids in the car. We were traveling to the mall. They were fussing at each other in the back seat, and I started singing that song. Things got really quiet back there, so I thought, good. They're thinking about what's going on. They're examining their hearts. And then one of the kids said, Dad, you're a really bad singer. <laughs> I mean, come on. Sure, the sound in the Dodge isn't quite the same as in the shower, but it wasn't that bad. So I was trying to think of some comment to make back, when the younger kids said, Dad, is God's list the same as Santa's list? Okay, I guess I deserve that. I was trying to come up with some witty comeback, but it probably sounded profound only to me. So then I got to thinking, maybe we've tried to make Christmas fit our human perception of what's going on that we've decided what's naughty and nice and how it's all going to happen. Perhaps we think of the mystery of God as being God looked down on the earth, and when we were good enough, he said, Hello, humans. You have been very good this year. You get the gift of Jesus. But I don't think it really works that way. We may be hardwired to be good or bad, but I'm not sure that that's exactly what God intended. 
The other day when we were out shopping, I was with my six-year-old AJ, and this lady came up and she was asking us about Christmas and all the stress and the shopping, and she looked at AJ and went, have you been a good boy this year? Well, what is my kid supposed to say? Yes, I've been a good boy, except when I'm punching my sister in the car on the way to church. You know, I think we've gotten a bit confused about why God sent his son and what Christmas is all about. You know, God didn't work that way. We've made the mystery about ourselves when it's really about God and that God didn't decide to give us the gift when we were good enough. In fact, we were never good enough. God gave the gift of his son when we were at our very worst, when we were sinners. The scripture says that God sent his son for all sinners, not mostly good most of the time except for a few times type of sinners, but sinners who were made in the image of God, turned their backs on him, made enemies of him, and hung him on a cross to die. Those types of sinner, that's who God sent his son to be with us, to be the gift for us. When we didn't deserve it, it's what he gave us, the greatest gift of all, his son for us.
angels sing praises ring to the newborn king peace on earth here with us joy awakening at your feet we fall Avery, I'm just one room over. If you need to talk to me about something, don't text me. Just walk in here. Sorry, Dad. I forgot that you don't know how to use a cell phone yet. Listen, I need to talk to you. About what? About Mom. What about her? Well, it's December 10th. Uh-huh. And you know what happens on December 10th? What? Dad. The 10th of December? I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay, so every Christmas around this time, Mom gets really stressed out, and she goes in her room and she cries for about three hours, and one time I saw her sucking her thumb, and personally, I'm traumatized, and she goes through a whole box of tissues, and then she starts binge-watching Hallmark movies, and that normally happens on December the 10th. Oh, well, I knew she got stressed out, but... Is she doing that now? No, she's been in her room all singing and cheerful. So, what's wrong? That is what's wrong. Mom is cheerful and happy during the holidays. Oh, so she's in a good mood. Mm -hmm. This might be the perfect time to talk to her about that idea of mine. Avery, uh, I'll check in on her. I'll make sure she's okay. Thanks, Dad. Hey! Hello. I'm getting ready to pull some cookies out of the oven. You want some? You don't bake cookies. In fact, you don't bake anything. I do this year. You're in a great mood? I know. I feel great. I mean, I feel amazing. You know, it's the 10th of the month and I've got all my Christmas shopping done. All of it. I read a book about how to get my shopping done before August. I started in June. Plus, I hit all the after-Christmas sales last year. I triumphed on Black Friday, and voila! It's going to be the best Christmas ever! 
queen note? That's what I wanted to talk to you about. Yes? Well, I've been reading my Bible and studying about Jesus. You know how he ministered to the poor? Mm-hmm. I thought maybe we could do something a little bit different this year. By different, you mean in the holiday tradition that never changes sort of way? Uh, Ellen, have a seat. Listen, how about this year if we just gave Avery only four or five presents and didn't buy for each other, then we could donate some yeah, money to... I already to... did that. I gave to the Red Bucket guy in October. I had to go by the Salvation Army headquarters to do it, but I did it. Well, how about if Avery would give one of her presents to some child... Have you lost your mind? You see that big box right there? Yeah. That took five trips to the mall and a fist fight with a, a lady twice as tall as I am. Well, by fist fight, I mean, it could have gone that way, but it was scary nevertheless. And now you just want me to give it all away? Not all, Ellen, not all, just some. You know what we spend the most time on at Christmas? Trying to figure out what to give our child that she doesn't already have. And then we give gifts to all these relatives all over the country that we haven't seen in over a decade. Oh, that's just protocol, Glenn. They send us a gift, we send them a gift. That's the way it's done. Everyone knows that. Why? Because it's about goodwill and being thoughtful of others and, and being joyful. Exactly. So we should think about the poor. By others, I mean people in our bloodline. Honey, look... I know this is a radical idea, but I really think it'd make this Christmas extra special, really special. And I thought we could get up on Christmas morning before we even unwrap any presents. We could go down to the homeless shelter, shelter and we could help serve the food. But, but what about the pumpkin loaf? And, and what's going to happen with the ham? Are you suggesting that we buy our sweet potato casserole from the deli like the Wilsons do? Is that what you're suggesting? Just thoughts. I've just been trying to imagine what it'd be like to not even have a home on Christmas. No place to sleep, no food to eat. That's all. I was ahead this year. I even bargained shop. And I risked my life going out the day after Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. You're back to normal. I was getting really worried and... Mm, are those cookies I smell?
I'm phoning in Christmas. Taking the path of least resistance, yes, sir, our gingerbread cookies will be rolled out by the kind folks at Toll House. And don't go looking for the cream on our pies to be whipped by hand. It's time to let that dream die a humane death. Just give it permission to go into the light. It's okay. Yeah, the, the bows on our gifts this year will be stick-ons. And I certainly respect you too much to pretend they're going to match the wrapping paper. And sure, our stockings will be hung by the chimney, but with how much care remains to be seen. You see, I've just decided I can't duplicate Christmas the way it happens in the movies. All the winter wonderlandy, chestnut roasting. You know, they had script writers, hair techs, makeup artists. They had countless takes, quiet on the set, and an entire production crew to make all that happen. And I have, you know, hair? That's about all we've got in common here. Now, don't misunderstand me. I love Christmas. This isn't a Grinch thing where my heart is two sizes too small, and I don't plan on stealing Christmas from anybody. In fact, I think Christmas is one of the main events of the year. It's just that... So there's this family in town. They um, have three kids. And we heard just a few days ago that the mother was killed in a late-night car wreck right here, right now at Christmas time. I can't stop thinking about them. I see the photos and I get that sick feeling in my stomach that makes my eyes sting. If ever there should be a safe zone, a home base, where tragedy shouldn't be able to touch us, it'd be Christmas. Have you ever heard people try to sing, have yourself a merry little Christmas, or home for the holidays, when the lyrics have passed through that kind of pain first? And what about people who've had Christmas as they knew it, altered forever. You see, there are people in this world who feel like Christmas has been stolen from them. I imagine every carol and every tradition only makes the ache in their bones scream that much louder. So, I guess that's why some of the extras just don't mean quite that much to me this year. Oh, sure, I want the cookie baking and I want the marshmallow roasting and the boughs of holly. It's wonderful. But if that's Christmas, there are lots of people who'd never want to think of, who never want to think about it again, you know? But, but if Christmas is about God, 
God who sees our mess, God who knows exactly how much hurt there can be when we live in a world with a sin problem. God who sent his son Jesus to be born quietly in a filthy place so that pain, sin, even death don't have the final word in our eternal conversation. If that's Christmas, then doesn't it make all the glowing lights less insulting and more like a beacon of hope? Doesn't it make all the tears shed through songs feel less hopeless and more like an act of worship? For a heart-shattered family not far from here, it's their only option. Christmas is either about the hope we have in Jesus or it's about nothing that matters much, right? In the middle of the mess, neck deep in pain, that's where real Christmas means more than it ever has. Especially if the only joy you can find in the world is because the Lord has come. All right. Final touches now. <laughs> Have you ever seen anything more gorgeous? <laughs> Joy to the world. The Lord has come. He's come and he's coming again. I think the Grinch got it right. Maybe Christmas, perhaps, means a little bit more.
shepherds came to see the baby stood by his mother's side here lay the savior inside a manger oh what a glorious night oh what a glorious night i hear the angels